Hey guys, we are so excited that you're here. Welcome to the Not Your Quick Fix podcast. I'm Kara Goss, online registered dietitian and health and fitness coach. And I'm Kylie Kaiser, online health and fitness coach, and we're your hosts. This podcast is all about improving yourself physically and mentally. And y'all, neither of those things can be improved with a quick fix. We are here to be real with you about your fitness and fat loss goals, your health, your mindset, and everything in between. If you're ready to open your mind to the process that self-improvement requires, instead of always looking for the next quick fix, then this is your podcast. Let's get started. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to the Not Your Quick Fix podcast. It's episode 58 with your girls, Kara and Kylie here. And what up, what up? You know, we're so sorry. We're so sorry that we weren't here last week. I really was thinking about it yesterday and I'm like, man, I feel bad because like. So, so here's the thing. Have you seen those memes that are like, I'm so sorry I was late. I didn't want to come. That's what happened. We're That's not, what happened. I'm not going to try not, to bullshit anybody. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to sugarcoat it. Honestly, last week was a really low energy week. I was in my luteal phase. You know, we were just. I like, was you know, too. I was too. Were you? Okay, yeah. that makes so much sense. That makes so much sense then. We were just like, we really cannot talk for like 50 minutes today. But no, then and we honestly, proceeded we, we, to like catch up with each other. Yeah, honestly, I think we needed that. And that's a reminder to just like call somebody you love and vent because I'm pretty sure I probably yeah. cried. Like, I think we had just some stuff to to air out and it we was, did. it was important. And now we're here fresh and bushy tailed for you. <laughs> exactly. Bright eyed and bushy tailed. Yes. That's it. So yeah, we're true. We're going to try, definitely try not to take as many hiatus. It's like the, is the pl- plural version of hiatus hiatai? We need to know. That sounds like a drink. I don't even know. But that's like a Hawaiian version of a Mai Tai. (laughs) We're not going to take as many hiatus, but um, I hate that. I hate it too. But yeah, we'll be here. We have, you know, a really special guest coming up for you guys. We're going to be bringing on some more guests. Obviously, Kylie's going to be moving at the end of the month. So we probably will have an off week there. Just letting y'all know, um, because that's a lot moving, you know, a few states away. How many states away from Nashville is Texas? I, know. <sighs> I am geographically challenged. Like I know three, four, I, it's not, I know I drive mostly through like, I want to say Alabama and Arkansas. If okay. I had, so I don't think it's that we're many. going map of America right now. Right. We got, All right. We go. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah. No. So literally like you could drive straight through Arkansas and get to Texas. Yeah. Or so I don't even, go, if you're going through uh, Alabama, you'd go through Alabama, Mississippi, Arkansas, and then into Texas, maybe some of Louisiana. I think the, I think the route takes me through Memphis to like the corner of Tennessee. Um, so gotcha. I think you're right. I think, I think I go right past like the border of Alabama, but I don't actually have to go into it. It's mostly yeah. driving through Arkansas and then Texas because cool. Texas itself is huge. So Texas. Texas is like the size of its own country. So, oh my exes uh, live in Texas, but unfortunately they don't. My my future exes will live in Texas. Oh, Kylie's future exes, yeah. Let's so, hope they're not my future exes. My future husband is in Texas. Yeah, How about that? Manifest absolutely. that. Manifest that. But yeah, but the yeah. move the move is basically that's what's up with me is I'm just I'm trying to sell some things. I bought a new car. We love that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Celebrate that. Love that Honda Civic, right? 
Honda Civic we EX. Civic. It's My sister 2021. Has a Civic. I have been wanting a Honda for a long time because they just, I need a car that lasts. And I've been told that over and over. Honda or Toyota is the way to go for yeah. that. And oh, Subarus though. I love my Subaru. Very safe car. But it's just like as far as cars that are going to run forever, like forever. I don't ever hear anyone talk about more than that with those oh, and for sure. after after the the year i've had with my car i was like just make it run yeah. um i will say the girl in me is a little sad so i was between two cars i had a whole week this week you guys it's a shocker i'm here because oh my god <laughs> um i was at a dealership for like six hours on tuesday and did not buy a car that day um but nice. i the car i wanted it was also a Honda Civic EX. It was just two years older. Uh, had a little bit more miles. Not mm -hmm. crazy, but I wanted it. They just wanted an outrageous amount considering that versus this other one that I found that was newer. Um, but it was the prettiest blue color. And we know my brand colors are blue. It's not the same color, but like it was like metallic blue. And I, I was about to pay so much more money just to have this blue car. And I was like, Kylie, you can get this other car with that's two years newer. It literally had only been pre-owned for 10 months. Oh man. Like, yeah. It's yeah. And it has 14,000 miles on it. Like I was like, yeah, this is the, this is the more adult choice, but I was like the this blue car. The more adult. See, I've never been a colored car person. I'm not, it's like, I'm not normally, but it was yeah. just like, it was um, calling to me. I don't know. No, I feel that unless it's like a neutral, like there are some really pretty, like olivey tan greens out there that I really like, but I'm yeah. normally like a black car person, honestly. I do like this, this like metallic silver that I got. It's like a sleek silver. It is it pretty. Nice. It's really pretty. Um, yes. Yeah. And it's like, it's got a more sporty vibe than my car had. Everybody used to always tell me I had, just cause I had a Buick, but people were always like, that's a grandma car. And Buick. I was like, I was like, all right, the build is not that different, but, um, yeah, Davis, she, uh, now rests in peace. Um, my, no, her name was Davis. Uh, yeah. My first car's name was Brooke, obviously. And then of I course. wrecked that car and she got replaced by Davis. Davis so okay. the new, the new car's name is Alaska. Dude. Why Alaska? Because of finding Alaska. Looking, Isn't for, that Alaska. Your, like, your fav looking for Alaska. Isn't that your favorite book? I know yeah. these things. Alaska is the main character of that book. So, okay. Clearly. Yes, clearly. <laughs> I actually did not name this car that I got. I just call it my Subi because I named my <laughs> last car, the last car, that I had, which was the first car that I ever bought. I named it Lucky and it was the most unlucky car in this world. <laughs> I literally bought it for $6,000 and I put like 12K into that car. It needed, wow. a new it needed a new transmission. One of the most expensive things that you could need yeah. for a car two months after I got it. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, okay. That's, what, that's what I was like, look, if I'm getting the used car, quote unquote used, I was like, that's barely been used. And it's gonna, yeah. it's gonna last me a while because man, I ran that, that, that 2013 Buick to 131,000 miles. Yep. And yep. that, that thing was telling me it's done. It's so. done. That was, that was my, that was my car too. It was like over a hundred and I bought my super brand new. Cause I was like, I'm not doing this again, but again, yeah. like a lightly used car, you know what I mean? That's going to be great. Yeah. yeah. Well, especially like my Buick lasted that long and ran down. So a Honda for sure. Like, I mean, I've, I've sure. had people, I know people who have had Hondas still with 150,000 miles that are still yep. running fine. And yeah. I heard civics get great gas mileage. You can ask they your do. Swiss. They great, do. Great, new, great news for me all around. Anyways, yeah. I feel safer. I can't even express it. You know how we always talk on here about how you don't know how unhealthy you were until you're healthy Yes, and you feel the difference. When I tell you just dry, I had to go out like 25, 30 minutes to the dealership for this car. When I was driving the highway back, I like, was like, 
oh, this is what driving a normal car feels like. This is what like. driving and not having my cortisol levels through the roof like, feels like. Just even like, I can't even explain it because I don't know enough about cars, but like, it was just like the, the literal experience of like how the car felt was so different. And I like, yeah. it was so, I was like, I felt like I was gliding like on a plane. Like I was like, this is crazy. That's exactly like, this how is I felt, dude. This is how a car is supposed to feel. And I was like, you just I had no idea because I've been driving that. And my car like, I, w- I don't want to say it was a piece of shit. It was a nice car until it just wasn't. That's yeah. the thing. Like yeah. it wasn't, I wasn't like driving around like a clunky station wagon. No, no. But like eventually it just became like problem after problem. And that's what. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was so, old. It's old. It's old. It was time yeah. to lay her to rest. She's someone else's problem now. Yeah, exactly. So that's your car news for the week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, not, not much else going on around here. I feel like that, that real, that TikTok audience that's like, not go not much going on around here let's look behind this door so <laughs> yeah not a lot going on I'm doing a nice little girls weekend with my mom and sis this weekend which will be fun yeah um, I'm going to uh the physique education collective yes that'll be amazing so gonna get a lot of great education dude I wish I could have gone it was just like timing wise it was a lot for sure yeah yeah so. I would have loved to have you hop on a plane last minute it's fine I know, man, but you know, we be, we be traveling soon. We're going to be see each other soon. Kylie, we're planning our, you know, August trip. Kylie's coming out here to PA for the MDK concert, all that good stuff. So like, yeah, lots of fun stuff coming up. And, you know, we were kind of chatting last week about, you know, what we kind of kind of wanted to touch on. And so we're pretty much bringing you part two of the we are uncomfortable episode of the podcast which we released I just looked and it was last August so it was August 2nd oh it's been so so much more discomfort since then (laughs) right like and that's kind of the whole premise of this podcast episode so I'm kind of going to cover an episode on what's been happening with me um giving you guys some personal updates and also just kind of wanted to do this episode as a reminder for every single person out there, for our clients, for any of our listeners who are going through something really tough and who feel like, holy shit, like I'm never going to get through part this part of my journey to just keep going. And then we're also going to do a second one with Kylie's version, Kara's version and Kylie's version. Shout out to, that was Kylie's yeah. idea because of Taylor Swift. <laughs> but yeah, where we can just kind of, and these are kind of going to be like two back-to-back episodes where we can just talk to y'all about, you know, what's been going on with us. And hopefully, you know, I think that these kind of episodes really do resonate with people a lot, just because as much as we love coming on here and like educating you guys and giving you, you know, the reliable health and fitness advice, all of that good stuff. It's like, we are human and, you know, we're going through so much stuff as we're recording these things. And I think it's really important for all of y'all to know that like, we're in this with you, you know? So I kind of wanted to dive into my journey a little bit today, mainly my post-birth control journey, what's been happening with me over the past 16 months. Um, Because the last time, obviously we've been giving you some like little bits and pieces here and there um but the last time we really talked about this was last august and like whenever we say like oh i thought it was bad back then like no it got 10 times worse the fact that you said that was in august like that's why that's before shit even hit the fan really for me (laughs) literally like it's it's so crazy and so again but it also just speaks volumes to 
how far we've come and the fact that yeah. we did not give up on this shit. So, you know, kind of like diving into this, I wanted to give you guys a little bit of a timeline also for, I really want this to be kind of a resource for people who are transitioning off of birth control or just going through a hormonal health journey themselves. And for you to understand like how long that fixing this shit can actually take. Um, so I wanted to give you guys a little bit of a timeline. I like wrote it out here and I was literally trying to remember because I feel like there has been so much shit that's happened since I like came off back in January of 2021. Like even saying January of 2021, like we're literally like almost to January of 2023 is going to be here before I know it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's insane. We're halfway so, through the year. That's I know. Like what, what? I just, I can't even, I literally just started using the correct date, like 2020 last month. I'm not, I was just talking about this at the dealership yesterday. I was like, I just stopped writing 21. Yeah. Same, same. So that's where we're at, but you know, so yeah, I mean like transitioning off of birth control back in January of 2021, like let it be known for every single person who is kind of like going through this journey themselves this looks different for every single person. Like Kylie had her own post birth control journey, but like a lot of the things that happened to me did not happen to her. You know what I mean? Like she was pretty much, you were pretty much like smooth sailing when you came off. Right. For the most part. Um, it is, I will say it's hard to say, um, say in some ways testing. Yeah. I wasn't, I hadn't, I didn't do labs. Um, um, I didn't have labs until like January of 2020 when I requested them. Um, and I had come off birth control in 2018 and I was working with a coach at the time. Um, and we were in a cut and we were cutting for my show when I came off and Mm -hmm. I, um, you know, was with certain like, um, like just like fat burning enhancements and things like that being used. Um, Mm -hmm. it's hard to tell like with, if I would have gone the natural route or like what my body would have done, or also if I was paying, cause I did have a pretty, we did talk about, um, when Joelle was on the episode, I had a pretty crazy, um, not, not to the extent that I experienced now, but a pretty wild show bounce back, like after we quit cutting, um, Mm -hmm. which would, which would have been about, six months after my show, uh, or six months after I came off, which like Joelle was talking about kind of that delayed effect sometimes. Um, and in in that reverse process, I was following my reverse at least 80 to 90% of the, so, um, fruition. Like I think outside of like a holiday week and a cruise, I was pretty on top of it. Um, and I did have like a little bit excessive weight gain and stuff, but still just definitely not, I say excessive, like for just again, it's subjective, um, more than should have been happening based Mm -hmm. on what I was doing. Um, but, and I was having, but my periods came regularly, uh, you know, all of those things and that I was able to like go into a cut another few months after that. And my body responded. So definitely not to the extent that you or some of our clients have experienced. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So again, like every single person's journey is different, but I just really wanted to kind of put this all here into one episode and one podcast for you guys to understand that this can be really long. And whenever you feel like, you know, I think a lot of people start working with a coach during things like this, even if it's not coming off of hormonal birth control, but even if it's like, you know, fixing like years of chronic dieting and hormonal issues and everything like that. And they start to like, lose faith in their coach or lose faith in the process because they're like, okay, this shouldn't take that long. I'm here to tell you that yes, 
sometimes it does, you know? So obviously came off of birth control back in January of 2021. Literally, I thought that it was going to be like, maybe like a six month health phase for me. I was like, okay, like six months, half a year, I can do this. Yeah, I've done a bulk. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like I've, I've eaten enough calories, like blah, 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 whatever. It's, it's totally fine. Um, and mind you guys, like prior to coming off of birth control, this definitely wasn't the most optimal situation that I was in. Um, but I had been dieting for a really long time. I had been in a dieting phase for a while before that. And so, um, and then I came right off of birth control and yeah, like your body does definitely does not like that. Um, so obviously we know a lot better now, but you were still in one for a while after, right? Yes. And so, yes, like whenever we were transitioning off of birth control and obviously like this was with the, like a previous coach. So we were still pretty low calorie. Like we had started increasing my calories up. And I think when he realized like, oh, she's not getting her period back. We did start increasing them up a little bit more, but I was still like, still definitely not eating as much as I could have been. Um, And I think that that was for fear of like, me gaining a lot of extra rate weight, which guess what? It happened. Like here we are 30 pounds heavier. Um, but Same. yeah. So, you know, I ended up like basically that first five months. Um, I don't think that I was taking things as seriously as I needed to be because I hadn't really experienced the extent of like, Oh shit, this is actually going to take me a really long time. Um, because I got like a random period in May. So like my period completely disappeared after yeah. I, after I came off of birth control. And so I want you guys to know that whenever I went on birth control, I did not go on it because I had hormonal issues because I had irregular periods, anything like that. I simply went on it for protection. Mm -hmm. And, um, cause like, obviously I didn't want to have a kid at 17. Right. And so I was on it for like eight years. Um, and I never had issues with my quote unquote periods. And again, we remember, remember that the period that you get while on hormonal birth control is not a real period. It's a pharmaceutically induced bleed. It's not a period that occurs from the natural cycling of your hormones. So just remember that. And honestly, that's a really big reason why I decided to come off of birth control, because when I learned that my mind was blown, I was like, holy crap, like my body is not doing what it needs to do. That's kind of scary for me. Um, and I want my body to be able to produce a period on its own and, and, and not have to rely on a pill. Right. And so, you know, I decided to come off for those reasons and because I was starting to educate myself a lot more. Um, and so, yeah, completely lost my period. I had never like missed a period before. Like I always like my periods were normal before going on birth control while on birth control, I always got a pill bleed, whatever. So period went missing. Um, gradually within that first five months, I started gaining a bit of weight. I think I gained like six or seven pounds and I was literally freaking the fuck out. And like now <laughs> looking back, I'm like, LOL, okay, okay. Um, yeah. like <laughs> you had no idea how bad it was going to get. And then in May of 2021, I got a regular, uh, like a random period and I was like, okay, cool. Like things are coming back, blah, blah, blah. And then like nothing came again. Um, and then during that time, I actually switched coaches. So I switched to our good friend, John Childress, who is still Kylie's coach to this day. And honestly, like John, John was honestly the person who 
helped me realize like how much less stress I needed to be. Like whenever I started working with John in July, I actually ended up getting another period, but that wasn't like the start of my normal it, cycle. It was, the cheese, it was the cheesecake. It was the cheesecake. That's a running joke. Him and I still, have. It's a run, dude, it's a running joke literally because like the, after, was it after John's show that we like, both of our periods were well, technically coming. Yeah, we won't dive into that, but yeah, (laughs) it's crazy, dude. (laughs) But yeah, John really helped me to realize and understand that, like, I, I had got to get my stress under control because at that point, I had gotten labs run, um, like back in March and in June, and both times, like, testosterone was pretty tanked, progesterone was tanked. I was at postmenopausal levels of progesterone. My progesterone was point two. Okay, like normally we want to be like at least around like a seven to 10, at least like on that lower end. Um, and again, like the reality of it is, is that like a lot of women aren't, and a lot of women can have lower levels of progesterone, like around a one, two, and three and still cycle and ovulate. You know what I mean? But it's, it's very common that a lot of women have these tank levels of progesterone anymore because of yeah. you know overall stress and hormonal birth control, all of these different lifestyle factors but we know that, you know, chronic stress is going to keep that progesterone a lot lower. And so my progesterone yep. was tanked. Yeah. Testosterone was tanked. Kylie's experienced this too. <laughs> yeah. And let's so say when you said the stress, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, my liver, like liver, I was having a lot of, um, issues with like liver detox that was causing a lot of inflammation. So of course, like during that time we were, you know, supplementing and trying to figure things out. Um, And whenever I started working with John in July, I really was just like, Carrie, you have to take your stress level seriously, because this is a huge reason why you are not getting your period back. So I really started to just dive into like everything stress related. Like I focused so, so much on boundaries, so heavily on boundaries, like making sure that I was saying no to things that, you know, I knew that we're going to take my energy, making sure that I was waking up in a slow way. That was like a really big thing. Like I was literally waking up every day. Like I was like, <gasps> like every morning, <laughs> like spring out were. of bed, heart at heartbeat at like fucking 105 <laughs> PM. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay. John was like, how about we like implement a morning routine? <laughs> And so I'm like, okay, yeah, let's, let's do that. And back so, to the basics. See? Yeah. Back to the basics. Right. And sometimes we all need that, you know, we need that kind of reminder. And so, you know, started meditating in the morning, started journaling, started going on my morning walk. I literally take, and again, I fully understand not everybody has the luxury of doing this. I'm very blessed to be able to, you know, flex my schedule and do, do these things for myself. But like, I started taking like two hours every morning just to myself and at night as well. Like, shutting down social media, stopping the comparisons and just really focusing on those boundaries, not only in my personal life, but also with work as well. And with my clients, because I mean, just like Kylie, like we make ourselves so available to our clients, you know? And it's like, at some point, like you, you are giving so much of yourself to your clients every single day and pouring into them so much. And it's like at the end of every day, like I had nothing left to give to myself at all, you know? And so that was a really huge kind of like overall tactic where 
you know, I just overall really started to feel better. And now I still hadn't gotten a regular period back. And that I was just, kind of, I want to just shout out like yeah. that you take it. Cause I do know it's important. Like I said, I do appreciate you making the caveat. Like there is always people that are like, you know, I can't, I can't, ha- I can't take two hours in the morning and two hours at mm-hmm. night. And I understand that, but I, I just want you to know that any small thing, even if you can't take that time, like I guarantee there's still time at night and stuff where you're mindlessly scrolling and things like that. And when I, when Kara says this, she's not just saying this, cause it's like the traditional things you hear on a checklist. She was truly doing it. And I just want to really commend that because it is hard to break those patterns and actually like kick something like that. That's so second nature to you. Just like open your phone to just like be available for people. But Kara, as, as her, as one of her best friends, like I've watched her do that as I'm sure many other people in her lives have. And that's a boundary that she has like really respected and honored to herself. And it was just, it's, it really does take that effort. And it's hard to tell people that, but like to the extent that not just with scrolling, like I, you know, I'm, I'm also an hour earlier here, time zone wise. It'll be like eight o'clock. I'll forget that it's later there. I'll send Kara a TikTok via text or something. And she'll be like, I'll watch that tomorrow because I'm not opening social media apps. Like, even if it's being mm-hmm. sent to her, like, into me, because that, because how easy would it be for her to click that and then you start scrolling? Yeah. You know, even if it's because to you, you might be like, oh, it's a one minute video. What's that going to do to me? Right. But yeah. you, you held that boundary so hard with yourself and with all the people in your life. And I have seen how much that's affected just like your general mindset and way that you've handled stress and just how you do feel in the mornings. Like we used to panic text each other in the morning, how with your heart racing all the time. So I just want to like give you that outsider like props, because I think, I think it's people are so used all this stuff sounds like token now at this point, like journal meditation Mm -hmm. on your social media and blah, blah, blah. And people are like, I don't, I think it goes in one ear and out the other. And I don't think people even believe that anyone's doing that work, but like you are, and you have. So yeah. Thank you. I love you. You're welcome. You're welcome. So proud. (laughs) No. And it is like, it is so true. It's like, okay. For the first like six, seven months of my post-birth control journey, I was doing exactly that Kylie. I was like, okay, I know, like, I know I need to like set up my routine and journal, meditate, do whatever that it's going to take to get me into a parasympathetic state, but I was not doing it. Right. And so actually, like when I started working with John, I was actually doing it. Um, And he also just, he really allowed my relationship with food. Also, like my stress around food was my relationship with food is the best that it's ever been in my life. And that all started whenever I started working with John. Um, So just this is basically just like a John Childress stand podcast right now. <laughs> I was just the whole time we were talking, I was thinking, I was like, I'm gonna have to tell him to listen to this because he's gonna yes. be so happy to hear that. But he yeah, he definitely did that for both of us with food and mm-hmm. insane. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And so that really helped. And so just so much stress just started, you know, lowering. And I just kind of started working through things and um really putting myself first. And so September rolled around and y'all were here through the AIP phase. I did go through a phase where, you know, oh my God. Okay. Honestly, never again. (laughs) I mean, who knows? Maybe I would do it again. But so I went through September rolled around and like, I was doing all these things and I still had not gotten a normal period. And I'm like, okay, I'm literally like nine months in now. Okay. So just think about that. Like nine months in, like most people would have given up by like month four, right? You can form, you can form a whole life in that time. <laughs> yeah. Right. And yeah. Right. Like, holy shit. And so I'm like, okay, like, what can I do? You know what I mean? So I started really, and again, it's not like I had like a terrible diet or anything like that, but I started really taking a look hard, look at like 
diet quality. And like, I've always had a, a really great diet quality, like variety of foods, all that kind of stuff. Like there definitely were little things here and there that I could have like, you know, swapped out different things like that. So I went like full AIP for myself. And I basically, there were like so many things that I couldn't eat that I had to cut out blah, blah, blah. And this was just to overall like help inflammation and things. Cause I was still having some liver detox issues. Like it just seemed like there were a lot of things that were kind of like, you know, blocking my ability to be able to get a normal period, especially whenever you're dealing with like a lot of internal inflammation and like a sluggish liver, all of that kind of stuff. Like, you know, sex hormones are metabolized and processed, you know, through the liver and throughout the body. Right. And like, whenever these, all of these processes are tied together, I think that a lot of people look at these things as separate things, but you know, these are all tied into one another. And if there's something wrong at one point in the pathway that can be affecting something else downstream and all of that kind of stuff. Right. So that's why I did the AIP phase. And so I did that from like, through like August to September. Um, and then finally October rolls around and I get a period and I'm like, okay, like, cool. I've had a period back in like May and July. <laughs> yeah, like, and like, I'm not doing this. Again. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not doing this again. Like, are you real or are you not? Because like, if you're not here to stay, <laughs> fuck you. Like, I don't want it. Is this and, about periods or men? I don't, oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> <Seriously. laughs> and like, okay. So by this time, you guys, so periods ghosting you. <laughs> periods ghosting me. And yeah, so by this time I had obviously like I've been working on a lot of um, parts of my like functional health journey, you know, stress management, diet quality, caffeine intake, sleep, obviously like my sleep had always been wonderful. Um, and so got this period. And at this time I had gained about like we had increased my food intake. Um, so I had gained about I think I was like, I started this journey around like 120 pounds and I, I was around like 133, 134 in October. So I had gained almost 15 pounds, which was really hard. I'm five foot, right? Like it feels like a lot of weight on me. And that was hard in itself. Like, I remember thinking back in October, like, holy shit, like I cannot gain another, like I cannot gain another five pounds. Like I can't, I just I was... can't deal with this. I was just curious when we were talking about this being in August and I went back and looked at WhatsApp to see what I was weighing then. It went, mm -hmm. Then I, same thing as I was like, I'm another 15 pounds up from August. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and so, yeah, so got that period in October and actually it's really funny because I got the period, my period the day before I was going to do my boudoir shoot. So in October I did make the decision. I was like, listen, like as much as I was struggling with my body image throughout this whole entire process, I was at, well, I actually shouldn't even say the whole entire process, probably around that same time I started working with John around like that seven month mark where I really started to take my stress level seriously. I also started to just speak so much more kindly to myself and I was determined to like do something for myself to make myself feel good, feel empowered. So I went and did this boudoir shoot, which it was an amazing experience would highly recommend any woman do one. Like Kylie can say the same. Yeah. Sure. Did, did we ever talk about this? Because I don't, sorry, quick sidebar. Did you know my, so I had lost a period for a little while over the summer as well. Right. As we know, I lost, yeah. I lost it from my show. My period, I got back, came back in October and I got it dirt. Remember I did that project with the boater company with the honey. 
Yes. And I, and I was like, I was like, I feel like I need to do this, but I'm nervous about my body and blah, blah, blah. I got my period during that shoot. <laughs> Dude, what the heck? That's so weird. It's like our book, body knew. Book, hey, book butter, book butter yeah, for your period. <laughs> yes, please, please book a your dog shoot, do it. And but it probably was like, Hey, your body's like, wow, you're accepting me. Yeah. You're accepting me. Okay. This, I know it sounds woo woo, but I'm no, sorry. Swear. That's like, you just said that she was like watching my face. Like she's telling the story. Yes. She's like, fuck. But, like, I swear a lot of the stuff, like, does sound woo-woo from here, from, like, October to now that I'm going to talk about. But, like, I swear to you, this is the work. Like, again, all of the supplementation, all of, like, the stress management, all of the lifestyle factors, yes, huge factors in all of this. Mm -hmm. But, like, the way that you're treating yourself and talking to yourself and, like, living your life plays such a huge role in your overall hormonal health and well-being. And so in um in October I got that period. And then every month since I literally am just now finishing up my eighth period in a row. So we have not missed a period since. And like knock on wood, but like I'm pretty much like in the clear when it comes to getting my period now. So we yeah. now have a normal period. And it is so funny because every single month that I got my period, like it's, it's been within normally the range of like 28 to 34 days, which is like a normal range to get your cycle. But every single month when I would be like nervous that I wasn't going to get my period again, it always came at a time where I was so freaking relaxed and doing something that I love and around family and friends that I loved. Like I remember I was, at, we were in Austin, I was with you guys and I was so nervous that I wasn't going to get like my third or fourth period. And it came and it was whenever I was with you guys, just like having a great time being relaxed. And like, honestly, I took so much, I made those things such a priority for myself over the past mm -hmm. few months is like, just like tapping back into like me I started going to therapy shout out I actually have to be there in 15 minutes so I gotta wrap this up a little bit um but so proud. I, yeah like I started going to therapy I started just like doing things that were good for me you know what I mean like good for my soul and those things have genuine I'm genuinely like I truly believe that those things have helped me get a normal cycle back and help my body feel safe because here's the thing you guys is that like your period is a very energy expensive process, right? Like it takes the body a lot of energy to produce this period every single month. And if you are somebody who's not giving yourself enough food, who's run down, who's constantly stressed out, who is just so negative toward themselves and has this negative men mentality, your, your period is like, that's the last thing that your body wants to give you, right? Your body has to feel like it's in a safe space. And I know that this sounds very woo woo, but it is so true. And like, I've seen it, I've seen it from other fitness, health and fitness coaches out there before too, saying like crazy stories of just like different things that have happened with them and like how they've lost their period in a time where they felt like really unsafe or unstable in a relationship, whatever it may be. And then once they felt safe again with somebody they loved, they got it back. Like, it's just, it I mean, really is crazy. They've talked about things like this, even with like cancer mm -hmm. and stuff like that, like patients who haven't, who tend to have an optimistic outlook and like believe they can get better and things like that. There's, you know, of course you can always get down to the nitty gritty and there is, there is science and there is medicine and there is things like that, but 
at the end of the day, some like whatever you want to call it, it's like there, it, it matters to your body, the way that you're treating it, you know, it and the things that you're speaking into existence because they, they have seen that it's like, because at the end of the day, if you are giving up on yourself or you are treating yourself poorly, you don't really believe that you're, we're worth being fixed. So even if it's not just a mental thing, you're also probably not actually doing all the things you should be doing because you see it as a lost cause. So there's exactly. twofold to that one, your body does listen to that shit, but two, like your physical edu- ex- execution of something depends on how you're thinking about it too. Exactly. So true. And so, yeah, I mean, so here we are now, but I mean, in those months, um, So back in December, I got some more labs done and we found a few, um, I was still working with John at this point and we found a few things that I was like, listen, before I go into like a cutting phase, before I'm able to lose body fat, I need to make sure that these things are in a good place. And like, so we found, saw that I have like low cortisol levels. And a lot of times people only think about like high cortisol being, you know, quote unquote bad, whatever it may be like obviously cortisol gets a bad rep. It's much needed in the body in normal amounts, but whenever we have chronically elevated cortisol levels, obviously that's going to be detrimental to our overall health and progress. But honestly, Mm -hmm. I would argue that low cortisol is even worse because low cortisol is the end product of chronically elevated cortisol levels. So if you are chronically kind of riding that high of stress and anxiety and all of that kind of stuff, and your cortisol levels are so high, eventually, you know, our body, our adrenals are going to say, Hey, we're done. And that cortisol is going to drop. Right. And those levels are kind of going to become tanked. And that's the end product of like chronic stress. And so Mm -hmm. we're seeing that with myself. Um, and I'm also still very, very estrogen dominant, which is again, like a lot of these things, I don't think people can realize can develop months to a year after coming off of hormonal birth control. This is literally what post-birth control syndrome is. A lot of people, when they come off of the pill, they might get like a normal period right away and they might feel fine. And then boom, around like that six month to like a year mark, they lose their period. They start getting all these symptoms. They start seeing hair loss. They start seeing estrogen dominance, weight gain. All of this stuff starts piling up. That is what post-birth control syndrome is, right? And so that's why this can take so long for so many people. And for me, since October, I have gained another, can I do math? Like 14 pounds. I'm now almost 150 pounds. I started this journey at 120 pounds. So like I've gained around 30 pounds. It's been extremely difficult, but again, necessary for me to get to the point that I am now like thinking back to this time last year if I if you would have told me this time last year like Kara like in a year you're gonna have you're gonna have had eight normal periods in a row I'd be like no you're crazy like I'm, I'm never gonna get it back but I did right and I put in the work to get there and so like whenever we found out this stuff about like the low cortisol a lot of estrogen dominance I was having Again, like my liver still isn't the best. Like we're still having some like clearance issues with estrogen and everything like that. Um, You know, we decided it's probably best to get a, you know, an outside opinion. And around that time I had started mentoring with my current functional nutrition mentor and now coach Austin Stout. And so since I have um, moved on from John and started coaching with Austin, I've been coaching with him since February and it's been absolutely incredible and I will say like honestly like John was a very pivotal part of my journey and getting my period back and now you know kind of working with Austin we're really just 
working to fine tune things and we are so freaking close to being able to go into a cut like there is a light at the end of the tunnel but we're just kind of trying to clean up you know just some of that estrogen obviously like the estrogen dominance um bringing up low cortisol but the funniest thing about like where I'm at right now is like I really don't have the biggest symptom that I started having around like the low cortisol was I started developing insomnia like oh my god <laughs> back in March and this was another part of the puzzle where it's just like when is it gonna stop right so like yeah I was really struggling back in back in March like and it's still I'm not even gonna say it's fully cleared up yet like I still have some nights where I am up to like one two in the morning but it's definitely not as bad as it was but like in March like I just I wish we had so much more time I because I I would love to dive into also like some of these things that you've experienced to make our point even stronger that every time that you kind of have like gotten good news almost yes yes absolutely so okay so this is the craziest part I'm literally about to text my therapist and be like yo I'm gonna be like 10 minutes late um but so this is the craziest part is and this is how powerful the mind is. Yeah. So back in like March, whenever like Austin and I kind of started talking about the possibility of going into a cut, I was like, oh my God, okay, like, here we go. Like, I'm so excited. Blah, blah, blah. I've been waiting so long for this, like to hear these words. And um, immediately that week, I started having, having insomnia. I literally could not sleep like this lasted for like six weeks straight like I was not sleeping like I would maybe be getting like four or five hours of sleep every single night like I was going through it I was struggling and then whenever I moved into my new place like my new apartment back in April it cleared up a little bit and then again I got some like I was obviously I was in a lot of communication with Austin during that time like telling him kind of this is what's going on we did think a lot of it was psychological and to this day like I'm like yes like most of it was definitely psychological some of it could have been due to my low cortisol levels just because sometimes the body can compensate during um like whenever we are sleeping or throughout the day whenever cortisol levels are low it's going to try and compensate and like give us some spikes here and there so I might have been having some cortisol spikes at night that were causing it making it difficult for me to sleep. Um, but I will say that yes, like the majority of it was psychological and so kind of cleared up, whatever, kind of like let it go to the wayside. It was good. And then again, we, he had mentioned like going into a cut again and like, he said something along the lines of, you know, like, just keep doing what you're doing, like have another week, like you did. And all of a sudden, like, boom, my mind switched and I'm like, crap, crap, crap. Like, this literally sounds crazy, but I'm just like thinking to myself, like, oh my God, I'm, I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight because I'm just anticipating something going wrong. I'm anticipating something happening to pull me away from getting to this end goal that I've wanted for so long. And sure as shit, couldn't sleep again. Literally like lasted like another two weeks. And so it's been like this crazy cycle and it has been much better lately. I will say Mm -hmm. I'm like sleeping much better again. Thank you, God. But it just is so crazy how powerful the mind is um, and how much we can like self-sabotage and psych ourselves out. Because, you know, a few weeks ago, I had a really big conversation with Austin and I said, listen, like, this is where I'm at. Like, my mind is literally like playing into these things because I've just, I've been at this for so long. I've been at this for 16 months. I'm uncomfortable in my body. 
I do not like the way that I look like I just, I, you know, I've been through so much and I'm just, I want so badly to get back to a place where I feel good in my body and I feel comfortable. And I literally think that now my mind is like self-sabotaging and it's like, well, nope, like we're going to give you a bottleneck. We're going to give you something else to like, not be able to let you get to that angle, you know? And it's just so wild how we do that to ourselves. It's like the all or nothing thinking that we've talked about on here before, you know? I mean, I found myself like on a, on a much smaller scale, but even just while you were saying that I was thinking about getting to, um, I remember talking to you about this as well, that I got to, I had, you know, gotten back on a track with, you know, we did labs, we started taking steps towards that and, you know, we'll dive into my stuff later, but, uh, long story short for a couple of weeks leading up to going to Savannah for the wedding, I was like really starting to like have my body respond again. Like we were doing the things and I was there and I was like, wow, I feel so good about like where my physique is while I'm here. Like I remember I went to the beach and I was just like, stress is down. Like I, this trip was like so liberating for me. And like, I liked the way I looked in a swimsuit. Like I was pumped and I got back from that trip and felt like my body was just like, nope. Like I, I immediately, my scale started going up, not just for my vacation. Like it started doing all that. I started having all these like gut health complications. I got an irregular period and I was like, yeah. what the hell? <laughs> like, yeah. And it was part of that. I feel like that same thing is it was like, I had been waiting so long to have this response and my mindset had switched to every time in the last year, as we'll dive into for both Kara and I, it's kind of felt like we get this bit and then like, there's always another shoe that's dropping. And I feel like it's really hard when that's been your pattern for your brain, not to associate that. So in some ways I feel like that's kind of what I did without even realizing it is I was like, Oh, something's good. So it's going to crash. And then sure shit, there it is. And you have to wonder, you know, how much of that is your own thinking or you sabotaging in a way I may not even realize over the next few weeks. Cause of course there's other factors, just like you said, like you had other things affecting your sleep and stuff as well, Mm -hmm. but all of that, I truly do think plays into it. And, you know, I just, I'm so glad that you got a chance to speak a little bit more on that because I do think it's a very underrated quote unquote woo woo part of this, but I don't know if you take anything away from this, it's like, just fucking be kind to yourself and don't give up on yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Like, yeah. I feel like I had so many other questions I could ask you and we can always bleed into like a part one and a For half sure. and the next one and stuff too. I, so, yeah, I did. I texted, I texted the therapist <laughs> and I said, yo, I'm going to be like 10 minutes late. So yeah, I mean, I think that is, it's just so important to understand like how much your mindset plays a role into this. And like, it's, it's just like, I've had so many people ask me over the past, like year and a half like how have you not wanted to give up like how have you not wanted to like just throw in the towel and I kind of talked about this on my Instagram story the other I think it was like last week um during a Q&A and because somebody asked this question and I literally think of it like this like what am I gonna do am I going to just stop and be stuck where I'm at now or am I just gonna continue to push forward in the discomfort and eventually get to where I want to be. Like I've come so far in this journey. Like I have a normal period now. I have answers to everything behind like what's been going on. I have an incredible coach and mentor, like shout out to Austin because he has been insanely just like amazing throughout these past few months of my journey. And like, I'm in such great hands. And it's like, I would be doing such a disservice to not only him, but to myself and also my clients who go through something so similar. And I do want this to be like a lesson to anybody out there who's listening, whether you're Kylie and I's clients or not, like 
look at all of the stuff that we just talked about, all of these things that kept happening over the past year and a half of my journey. You know what I mean? Like from, from not having a period to getting one, to finding out that I had all of these other hormonal issues to insomnia, to gaining all this weight. Like it's been freaking insane. Right. But the thing is, is that like, now I'm standing here with a plan of action for the future to be able to go into a cut. And there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And if I wouldn't have gone through all of this stuff, I wouldn't have been able to get to where I'm at today. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like you can either keep going and push forward in the discomfort and trust the person who's guiding you. I think that this is another, this could be a topic for a whole other day, but like, of course, yes, we know that there are some shitty coaches out there who you could not trust to take you through something like this. Right. But, and you may not know that at the time. And you might, exactly. You might not know that. And that's the thing. So sometimes I totally understand why it can be difficult to put all of your trust into the person who's guiding you when it's taking so damn long. Right. But if you know that you have somebody who is who has your best interest at heart, who has your health as a priority, who is constantly, obviously like qualified as a coach and constantly staying on top of their game in terms of making sure that they're learning and becoming a better coach for you, guiding you in this, like you have to be able to trust them and just like really, really, really try your hardest not to like question what's going on and like what the process is and that doesn't mean like not asking questions right because like I still ask questions you know what I mean like we're not saying like don't ask those questions just listen and trust the process like we always want you to ask those questions we're always here to help answer like what's going on like what's going on right now why are we going through this phase of the journey whatever it may be but like if you're constantly second guessing and questioning you're never going to get to where you want to be like you have to you cannot be one foot in and one foot out. Like you have to be all in or like, Um, this is, yeah, it's going to take you so long. And that goes for anything on any phase too. Like even that so much of what you've said is applicable to just any health phase, any reverse Mm -hmm. diet, any cut, any cutting phase, literally Mm -hmm. any of it. This isn't just applicable if you're getting off birth control, because we have so many other hormonal issues, even not related to birth control that this results in the same type of journey. And I, you know, I know both of us have several clients that are going through these similar feelings and symptoms, birth control or not. So I really hope that if that's you, or if you kind of like tuned out. Cause you're like, Oh, well, my mind's not related to birth control that you go back thinking about whatever your situation is and re-listen and really take something away from how Kara has handled this. Because honestly it is inspiring both as your friend, both as somebody that I look up to in business and as a coach, and just to watch you set that example for your clients and for our listeners through all of this is really, really amazing. And it is not easy to do. And as somebody on the inside, that's, you know, you guys get to see, you know, she opens up about this, but like I have and other people close to Kara get to see the she breakdowns, the and, breakdowns. <laughs> and, and the texts where, she, where, where she's had like Kara's doesn't it's not that she doesn't ever have days where she's so frustrated with the weight or hate like, you know you've you've texted me within the last week even like I'm yeah. I'm having a mentee B about how my clothes fit like yeah. you know like that's going to happen so we're not saying that once you have this mindset and once you don't give up that magically you're just like yeah I'm flies fuck Lizzo vibes every day. Like right? sometimes, sometimes it, it, it does not be like that. Like, mm-hmm. but the point is like, you're going to have more good days than bad. If you keep your mind in the right place and you're going to be able to talk yourself out of those spiral loops a lot quicker, you still are going to have those feelings and should feel them. And I think that Kara's vulnerability about that and ability to share every piece of this journey, the wins and the losses is just 
such a, a bigger value to everybody listening than they may even in the moment wrap their head around. And, you know, it's, I just think of, I shared this the other day, we both be loving Elise Myers, but that video yeah. that she posted about the shower, did you watch that? I don't know. Oh my gosh. It was, it it was so good. So she posted this thing about how she used to, cause she knows she's talked about her eating disorder past and things like that. And how she used to literally have anxiety and prolong getting in the shower because she didn't want to be with her naked body that long. And she like posted, yeah. And she posted, I can understand that. Well, she posted a reel about how she like had just had this realization in the shower the other day about how long it's been since she's felt that way. But like the the point of me bringing that up is that she started the video being like, to some of you, this is going to like not mean anything, but to those of you who understand it, it's going to mean everything. And so true. that's exactly how I feel about this is like, if you're listening to this and it's just like, not, not relatable to you, then it's not. But for the people who get it, like, I think this has just been invaluable insight to what you've been going through. And I really hope that it resonates with many of you and gives you at least hope if anything else, that hope, if you stick yeah. with it, you'll get somewhere. <laughs> You will, you will. And I think one of the last things I just want to touch on is like just hearing you talk about it and obviously having you by my side every step of the way. Like, obviously, I can't thank Kylie enough for being by my side and being my best friend throughout this whole thing. And I think that that's another important thing is just like doing the things for yourself and surrounding yourself with the people who you need during this type of journey surround shout out Sarah Lipton (laughs) shout out Sarah Lipton yes like Sarah Lipton is another person who we went through this journey together of gaining weight and not really recognizing our bodies like surrounding yourself with people who get it and even if they aren't going through it even if they can't quite get it they can still just they can still understand and they can hear you out but mm-hmm. they can also like not let you be a little bitch and like sit in your, sit in your pity party for too long. Right. They allow you yeah. to feel all the feels, but they also empower you to remember who you are and keep going. Right. And that's the kind of friend that Kylie's been to me and all of our other squad and all of my best friends as well. And I think just the other thing is, is like, don't fight yourself. Like you kind of talked about like me being uncomfortable in my clothes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, guess what? I've gone out and bought all new clothes. Mm -hmm. my swimsuits do not fit me from last summer. Guess who's gotten buying new swimsuits. You know what I mean? Like don't fight yourself, right? Like your body's going to do what it does. And if you continue to try and fight yourself, if you continue to try and put yourself in this box that you were in before, you're going to be so unhappy. So know that yes, you will get back there. But for right now, like you have to accept where you're at right now. You don't have to love it. You do not have to love the part of the journey that you're in, but you do have to accept it and you have to respect yourself for it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Part of my, part of my Austin moving process is I'm cleaning out everything that doesn't fit me is not coming with me. It's not, it's not, will it, when it will fit me, I don't care how much I like it. It's not like I'm going to fit back into this. Cause I just think that is toxic. I don't think it's motivating. I think that what's motivating, if you want to be motivated, be motivated to like buy the new clothes. That's more exciting anyways. Once you get to your new goal, like you're just going to torture yourself by holding onto this piece of clothing that did fit you once and doesn't now. So none of it's coming with me. Just like you said, if it doesn't fit you, that's fine. Buy shit that does fit. Clothes are made to fit you. You're not made to fit clothes. Yep. Yep. Your body's going to change over this over this span of your, you know, your journey, whether it be with reverse dieting, fat loss, hormonal health, whatever it may be. So just remember that, like, we're not meant to look like we did when we were 13. Okay. Like (laughs) to all the people out there who are like, man, I wish that I still had like my high school body. I'm like, really? Like, do you really like we, we weren't women, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no. 
So wild. But yeah, I think that, man, there were so many good nuggets in this and just thank you, Kylie, also for your insight, because you're always just so wise and able to wrap up what I'm saying in like a pretty little package, which I love. I feel like I'm usually rambling off the side (laughs) of a cliff. So thanks. (laughs) Same dude. But yeah, you guys, we just, we really hope that this episode resonates with somebody out there. I know that it will. And, you know, please, please, please let us know if it did. Like, we would love to hear from you if you're going through something similar. And again, Kylie and I are always here to help you. We're always here to guide you. So just know that for sure. And next week, we go on Kylie's version. (laughs) Kylie's version (laughs) 2.0. I love you it. You can buy yeah. it on Spotify and Apple. No, I'm just kidding. Yes. <laughs> we are Please. on Spotify and Apple though. <laughs> we are, we are, we are. <laughs> well, well, you guys, if this episode resonated with you, we would love if you left us a five-star rating and review. Please go ahead and share this with someone you know needs to hear it and share it on your social stories. Tag the Not Your Quick Fix podcast and Kylie and myself. And we hope that y'all have a great rest of your week. Thanks for listening in and we'll talk to y'all next time.